Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to another episode of the Maz Social Mastery Podcast. In this bite-sized, Carl Honoré, the godfather of slow and author of the global bestseller In Praise of Slow, turns his attention to anti-aging. And in this discussion, Carl and I explore how he believes the world tries to shove older people into limiting stereotypes. And Carl is fighting back in a big way. He's fighting these outdated stereotypes by simply doing whatever he feels like doing at any age and without making apologies. Carl also touches on the idea of being ashamed of growing older and lying about your age. He now takes the exact opposite approach and he treats every year that he adds to his age like a milestone. And he talks about it being like a video game. So, hey, I'm at level 54 now, and then you go to level 55. And I really love that. And I've been using that in presentations and quoting Carl, rather than going, oh my God, I'm turning 54 and I'm getting old. So this is a cracker. If you are maturing gracefully or disgracefully, Carl gives you lots of frameworks to be proud of adding those numbers rather than trying to fight and run away from them. It's pretty scary what's happening with some of the technology. We look at CRISPR, you look at mm. genome profiling. There's some stuff coming. There's some stuff that's happening now. It's very new. Yeah. I think some stage in the next five or ten years, we're going to have a whole different way of approaching ageing. They're already looking with telomere length. But it's interesting, right? You don't just want to grow older. You want to be bolder. So it's having yeah. the spirit. It's having that vitality. It's, it's having that, that curiosity as well. You don't just want to you know, get to 80 or 90 and say, I've got no interest. Yeah. Yeah, and you, of course, you're less likely to get to 80 and 90 if you've got no interests, because having interests, exposing yourself to novelty, pushing yourself outside the proverbial comfort zone, learning new stuff, that's part of refreshing yourself. That keeps you cognitively and physically fit, along with the socializing, the diet, the exercise, all those other things. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of the, the lessons that I take home most from the book is that ageism or the cult of youth is is a self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, if you believe that aging will be bad, there's a very good chance that it will be, mm -hmm. right? You know, you're more likely to suffer from physical, cognitive decline, dementia, even die earlier. So- Well, there's some uh, of the research you tapped into, I can't rem remember the lady's name, but seven years, you can wipe off your life yeah. just by the way you think about aging. Yeah, which is just mind-boggling if you think about it. But it shows how we are creatures of, of the mind, right? You know, we're physical bodies in the world, but so much of it is tied up with attitude and what, the choices we make. Mm. You know, this is not something that the government is gonna decree. It's not something that your partner is gonna push. It's gonna come from you. It's gonna come from us inside. It's making that shift, that change of gears, that new way of thinking. And that's that's gotta be the start for everything. And then, you know, all the stuff around you and the new science that's coming online all the time, mm. that will play into how all of us um, age in, in the coming years, but the starting point is always going to be being bold. Yeah. Do you know Linda Grattan? I, yeah, I do. What, the 100 Year Life. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And she wrote that with a, a professor at London Business yes, School. Yes, I read that book. Yeah. The, sh um, the, yes, yeah. the 100 Year Life. I'm trying to remember his name. Richard. A is it Andrew? Andrew, not Scott, but I know the book. I yes, I read Andrew that Andrew Scott, yeah. 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 So I, I did a speaking tour with Linda a couple of years ago. Beautiful woman. Um, and she gets up on stage and says, I'm in my mid-60s and life is just starting. So very you know, mm. a bold attitude towards ageing. Um, but uh, I often ask people, like, you know, who would like to live to 100 when I'm doing one of my keynotes? Because like, I want to crack 100. My, uh -huh. my great-grandfather lived to 99 years of age. Oh, wow. And on the farm, and, and the story goes, he was reading the Sydney Morning Herald and right down the bottom of the Marlborough Man smoking, it had smoking may cease your lifespan. So our 
great-grandfather stopped smoking at 99. Our family joke is he crazy old guy should have smoked to 100. He would have kept going. Could have got through the barrier. He obviously had (laughs) genetics that were – I'm not saying – smoking's terrible but you know he had pretty good genetics but i'll ask people who wants to live to 100 and it's fascinating carl not a lot of hands go up uh-huh. and i'll say to the audience what's going on like if you could live to 100 not just lifespan but health span why would you not want to add another yeah. 40 50 60 70 years but that's the that's the proviso though isn't it people if you say to people i think when you if you it depends how you phrase that question if you say to people you know who wants to live to 100 most people in their minds will will Imagine somebody broken, yeah. frail in a nursing they home do. in their 90s, right? Yeah. So that attitude you're talking about, a lot of people, oh, oh I can't imagine another yeah. five years of this shit. Exactly. Let alone yeah. another 55. So attitude, number one, lifestyle. What, what, what are the big things that you got out of the research to stay bold? Um, well, definitely attitude, right? I think that's the starting point is just changing that chip that we all carry around in our heads, That taking, getting rid of that downbeat, grim view of aging, right? Looking at creating a new story about aging, ones that's richer, more nuanced, more honest, and more, opti- more optimistic. It's my birthday. The yeah. kids do it, right? Like, I'm turning nine. I can't wait to turn nine. Yeah. Then we turn 21 go, oh, shit. No one ever looks forward to a God, birthday after. I'm going to be 30. <laughs> God, then I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you're younger, it's not just I'm turning nine. You sort of say, I'm nine and three quarters, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nine and four fifths. Yeah, right? I'm 52 you're so excited and to be yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously you've got attitude. Attitude, yeah. And then, and then the levers that we've kind of already touched on, of course, exercise, diet, staying socially connected, having a purpose, something that really puts fire in your belly and gets you out of bed in the morning, uh, learning, exposing yourself to new things. Uh, I think those are all sort of individual things we can all do. I think it's important to be honest about our age as well. I think that if we, there's so much lying about how old we are, right? And I think when we lie about how old we are, we lock ourselves into those toxic stereotypes, Ooh, right? I haven't heard you talk about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is one of the problems. I mean, if you if you Google... Well, people lie about, like, so all online dating. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, hello. Classic, yeah. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Men and women yeah. all around the world are full of shit. Yeah. And then, then they put photos up. Like, I'm not online dating these days, but you, you go... Uh, it's like speakers. I know some speakers. You probably know some of them as well who are fantastic speakers. And you look at their marketing and they've still got hair. It's like, mate, you're bald. Yeah. You upgrade <laughs> your photo. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that's part of the problem. I think we when we, we're playing the cult of youth game, when we lie about how old we are and we yeah. you know, post old pictures and that kind of thing. But apart from dating and apart from speakers' profiles, what what what, what happens when we lie about our age? Well, I think what we're telling ourselves there is that we're ashamed to grow older. We're, we're kind of buying into this idea that younger is better and that aging is a curse, something to be ashamed of, disgusted by, which is why if you do type into Google search, I lie about my, the number one answer that comes up is it's not my weight, income, or height. It's not even how much porn I watch, right? <laughs> probably, probably up there in the top four or five. No, it's my age, right? And, you know, so we do. We lie on Tinder. We lie at work. We lie to loved ones. We lie to ourselves, right? I've got a friend who recently celebrated her 39th birthday. Hooray, right? For the fourth time. And I think what you do when you tell those lies, and often we're doing it tongue in cheek, it's a bit self-effacing, a bit of fun, you know, is we're just reinforcing the myth, the lie that aging is all bad, it's all downhill. And and to be honest about how old you are and to say, you know what, I'm, I'm 41, I'm 52, and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm actually proud of it. I'm, I've reached, 52, you know, I'm proud. And and I've got fuel in the tank and 
spirit in my heart and I'm ready to go on for 53 and see where it takes me rather than kind of shrinking back and saying, I'm kind of 49, you know, mm. and I just, I don't know. It just seems to me to, to play into the, that stultifying, stifling cult of youth.